Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Hey, what's up, Progressive Overload Podcast family? I'm your host and the the gentle wave. No, that wasn't. That was a pretty excited wave. Yeah. From hey Joseph. guys. Yeah. <laughs> what's up? Um, I'm Tyson Burwell, the Kaioken Kid, and I'm with Joseph Almighty. Almighty Joseph Copeland. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Worked Missed out. you last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we had a good trip though. It you was, had some R and R. Yeah, it was much needed. That's good, man. Been, I'm glad. Uh, not burnout, but I could tell I was I was getting tired. You needed, yeah, you needed a vac- a, a, a long weekend getaway. Yeah, it was good. It was good. <clears throat> That's good. Me and Dustin held down the fort while you were gone. Yeah, it was good. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised though, man. I'm normally have to babysit you guys. I didn't even have to get a sitter or anything. No, yeah, we okay. we we were just fine. Well, good. All right. How would you describe your job to a five year old? Mm. Well, from the five year olds, most of the time they're more um, excited about the cage fighting. Of course. So, you know, they're like, I know, no, I know you fight for, you know, <laughs> all my little students love that part of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, to a five year old, my job as an occupational therapist assistant, um, basically, I get you back to feeling better where you're able to do your uh, regular daily tasks. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's probably how you have to explain to an average adult, Everybody. Too, because nobody knows what occupational totally, therapy is. Totally, like you're just a physical therapist, right? But it's called occupational therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's a lot of overlap. I know there is, there is, but uh, yeah, the average adult doesn't know the difference between OT That's and PT. True. In <laughs> fact, I've known doctors that don't know the difference. <laughs> so there's that. Well, now you know. Um, mine's pretty dang easy, like because I've my daughter's five, and sure. I she knows what I do. It's actually funny they did a. My my daughter's school did a a career week or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. Where uh, basically without without being probed or without being uh, fed information or whatever, they asked the kids just on the whim, <laughs> "What do your parents do for a living?" Oh yeah. And of course, I live in an Air Force town, so a lot of them are like, "My dad's an airplane pilot," right, uh, right? You know, stuff like that. Works on airplanes. Or works or on airplanes, something like that. Uh, and then uh, Presley said my daddy helps people get stronger and i was like i'm so proud because <laughs> uh, uh, that's a that's large majority of it pretty much it yeah and it was it's kind of funny because almost all of the moms like even if they have a job they were like my mommy does the dishes or yeah, my mommy my mommy does the laundry and then luckily presley said my mommy uh helps people feel better because yeah, she's a nurse, she's a but, nurse. uh <laughs> anyways i thought that was funny that yeah. Just mom the, makes dinner that's it yeah literally i was yeah, like man yeah. i feel bad for those moms because uh, they do so you know, much more <laughs> they're so much more than that but of course it's just a five-year-old so yeah yep. um on the agenda today we're going to talk about meal timing or nutrient timing kind of two different or mm. two two words in the same um what uh this is kind of a, a thing that most of the time gets overplayed yep. uh, they put it on to uh they, they put it way higher on on the pedestal than than where it needs to be and sure. we'll, we'll talk about that later well you know i think it it just tends to complicate things more so than it needs to be yeah you know it's for like, sure and i guess that's uh part of the marketing schemes is to make it a lot of times make it uh like we know something that you need to know and you'll have to pay us for that information 100 so, percent. yeah you know, and i think that's where all this stuff comes from a lot of it does yeah there is i mean there are facts. There are scientific facts that talk about nutrient timing and sure. when the, when's the best time to, to take this shake in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there is truth in that. Um, and we'll get into that truth. 
Um, but you really have to kind of ask yourself, where am I in my level of commitment there to this? Yeah. Am, yeah, go ahead. If you're a professional athlete, then yeah, t- timing your meals and, and making sure you have enough for recovery and all that good right. stuff. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But yeah, you you need you need to have a little bit more. Uh, you're paying attention to that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But if so. if you're just trying to lose some, you're trying to lose fifty pounds. It's not that big. It's right, big. right, right. So we can talk about uh, meal timing based on your goals, such as um, muscle building, weight loss, and then like performance. Yes, sir. Um, so there, is, like I said, there's there's truth to some of this, and and if you are to a point where uh, you're dialed in, you're 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 killing the nutrition game. You're killing the workouts. Um, and you're just what you're looking. It's almost, I view it as like supplements. <clears throat> you're looking for that one extra like edge to, to just push yourself a little bit further. Sure. Um, that's the way I view it. Cause like there's no, you have no gain. You have no purpose of going and spending hundreds of dollars on supplements. If you're not dialing your nutrition in, mm-hmm. uh, first and same thing with, with meal, uh, with meal timing. So, uh, say your goal is, muscle building uh what do you think the best uh meal timing nutrient timing uh hacks are for that meal mm. i'm not so sure about timing on that one for me for me so long as you're getting your protein in and you're getting one gram of protein per pound of body mass i don't think it matters when you right. get it at all right so i mean that's totally true um the thing i hear the most is like you'll hear people say uh Oh, the way to do this is you got to eat six meals a day. I've heard that. Uh, if you eat these six meals a day, you're going to boost your metabolism. And that's that that's it's kind of like a bro science thing. Like they say that this is true because of this um, is false, but it's true actually because of this. And so sure. they say it's going to speed up your metabolism. But really, if you're if you're somebody who is committing to eating six meals a day. It's not something that you can just wake up and go on the whim and like mm-hmm. figure it out as you go. The behavior around eating six meals a day requires so much more preparation. No prep. You're thinking about what you're going to be eating. You're not just, all right, I'm going to run uh, to the to the fast food place down the street for my meal number four today. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not really you're not doing those kinds of things. Sure. And so there's there's behavioral truth um, behind the six meals a day uh, idea, uh, but not. I mean, you're not increasing your caloric output through um, increasing your metabolism well believe it or not you are to a very very small effect just through thermogenics of digestion right right the thermic effect of food yeah you know you hear about that um basically it's like less than 10 percent oh way less than that yeah it's minute yeah Yeah. it's this huge is it but you know people will will completely give that too much credit and say that's part of exactly it's just not. Yeah, they'll they'll they're looking for that little piece of science so that they can uh, solidify their argument against it or that, for it. That being said, though, if it's working for you, I mean that's a, that's our whole that's what we preach all the time. Literally, right? if it works for you, do it. No one's no one's sitting here bashing six meals a day. Right, I can't do it. Right, you know. But if it works for you and that's what worked, do it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And like the reason six meals a day works for people is because they're most likely having to get two hundred grams of protein mm-hmm. in. And so if I only eat one to two meals a day and I like do intermittent fasting or something sure. like that, that means you're going to hit hundred meals, hundred grams yeah. of protein each in a, meal. In a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like the digestion issues that will come with that. Or, uh, I mean, they'll send you right to the toilet if you mm-hmm. sit there and eat hundred grams of protein. totally agree. And that goes specifically for the hard gainers and the, uh, and some of the fighters that I've, that I work with that, right. are, that are having a hard time keeping their mass, especially once they mm-hmm. increase their workload for right. these fight camps. Right. 
I, I recommend that eat mm-hmm. more do it throughout the day, which will just help digestion and also make sure that you get the amount of calories and proteins that you need. Right. hundred percent. As we kind of go into, uh, meal timing for fat loss, um, this, this same, the six meals a day thing works great for that too. Um, but once again, just because of, of the behavior that comes with it is, you know, uh, planning out your meals, right. planning out your calories that you're, you're so much more present and conscious with those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, uh, when I tend to eat about two meals a day, like two major meals a day, and I know you're similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I have, um, no time. <laughs> yeah. Something <laughs> like that. No, I hate small meals. Like uh, and yeah. it's probably, it's a, probably a negative behavior on my part. Mm. Um, but I want to leave a meal feeling full. Sure. I hate having a meal in quotations and like still being hungry. Yeah, yeah. I hate that so much. <laughs> and so it's probably not a great behavior for me to be doing six meals a day if I if I know that that's my behavior. Right, right. What's there's an old Japanese adage where it talks about not eating till you're full, but till you're satisfied. Yeah, it's impossible <laughs> because I'm not satisfied <laughs> right. till I'm full. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're similar in that. Yeah. I don't know. So. um you know, I've heard of people actually doing the opposite. They'll be intermittent fasting throughout the entire day, and they have these little eating windows, and then right. they'll have one meal, you know, and it's mm-hmm. basically just a feast where yeah. they get their entire – I don't think my stomach's built for that either. No. I mean, I no. can't I can't fit in 25, 2,600 calories in right. one meal right. and get all the protein and all that stuff no. without just feeling terrible. If your only goal is caloric restriction, you might be able to uh-huh. eat it at a, at a, a deficit there. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's very easy to just sit there and – Oh, I'd had anything all day, so I'm just gonna pig out. Sure, know? sure. That's always a possibility. That being, and that's the it would have to be a restriction for me because when I fast and I finally do eat, mm. I can't eat as much as I thought I could. It's true. You know, your stomach shrinks down. And yeah, I don't know if your stomach actually shrinks, but you're you're definitely not as much. You're not as right. not able to eat as much. Yeah, I remember the first time I did like a 72 hour fast, and I mm. went for like ribs and ham like, I'm and starving. beans and potato salad. I was in the bathroom before I even finished that meal. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's something to be said about that because you you actually starve out your digestive enzymes too. Yeah. So you kind of have to replenish them slowly before yeah. you can just it's true. You know, it's true. smash a burger or something. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, intermittent fasting is another another kind of fun thing. But um, what would you say about as far as post workout meals and that kind of thing? And and so if we are talking about timing, when do you think it actually is appropriate to make sure that you do get that refuel? Yeah. So, um, like for what goal and what, like, are you talking about muscle building? Sure. Type thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if, uh, I know you and I probably both heard it growing up or not even, you know, in your, in your beginning of your journey, but you know, they talked about man, right after you get done the anabolic out, window, you have, you have 30 minutes to, yeah. to smash 60 grams of protein. You've got to get it in. Exactly. So you're sweating and tired and you've got this <laughs> thick milkshake that you're supposed to try to drink. Exactly. And I, I've been that guy. Oh yeah. Everybody's been through that before, yeah. but because that was such a, that was preached uh, heavily for a long time. I don't know where that stuff comes from. But. It comes from uh protein supplement company. Probably. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, there there was this myth uh, called the anabolic window, and there's something to be said for replenishing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you uh, protein is required for muscle protein synthesis, and it, and uh, you you have to have it on you. So, um, but it if you're consistently hitting your protein goals day in day out, it doesn't matter when. Yeah. If uh, if you're fasted and then you go for a hard workout and you continue to fast throughout the day, uh, it's most likely you're not gonna. Uh, maximize your potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so if that's an important thing to you, uh, you know, take some protein in after your workout. Right, right. Uh, you know, replenish your, your glycogen stores and, and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, post-workout for, uh, like, aerobic athletes, this is um, much more important. Um because of just how depleted they get after yeah. a, after like a long triathlon or a that long bike sense. or something like that. I mean, they they're st- unless they're refeeding within their uh, within their workout, which a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to be just so depleted and and uh, um, glycogen and all sorts of uh, um, uh, electrolytes and yeah. so yeah, replenishing is definitely important. And but so uh, I hang out with. Uh, some of my old training partners, oh, Miss Sean Villarreal, she does these long, long runs. Mm. You know, you're talking like 15-mile runs yeah, and whatnot. And she's got these little sugar gel packets right. that she carries with her, right. you know. It's like, gosh, dang. How bad do you you're not, yeah. Well, you're not supposed to be doing that. That's why That's why your body fails before then. You're not supposed to be able to carry around these little... <laughs> You know, in in nature, you don't. You're not gonna have <laughs> some so blueberry true. packet that's got a thousand grams of sugar in it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just tracking down antelope for for a yeah. hundred miles and, <laughs> and reaching for blueberries off a of tree in the yeah. middle of your hunt. But but she loves it. She's an animal. Shout out to Miss Sean. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, something I'll uh, never have interest in. Well, that's why I admire it so much. Is I can just. I know that it's not for me, and I'll, right. it never will be. I so, know. So I know. good on her. I'm glad yeah. there's people like that out there. It's true. Um, there's another thing that I, uh, another kind of meal timing myth that I hear a lot is, uh, if you eat right before you go to bed, uh, you're gonna, yeah. it's going to be stored as fat. Right. Uh, that's a huge, uh, myth that's been preached for forever. Yeah. And I, I get the logic in it. Yeah. You know, you'd be able to eat, ate something and now you're not going to move for the next eight to 10 hours. Yeah. I, I get the logic in it. Yes. But you know, science just doesn't show that that's true. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, if you if if that person that tends to eat a snack right before bed gains weight, it's not because the food that they ate was turned right to fat. Right. Um, it's because they've most likely already had all of their meals for the day. Yeah. And this was just an added extra, you know, whatever two to five hundred right. calorie snack, whatever they ate before bed. Um, and then you also have to look at the circadian rhythm. Um, mm. <clears throat> the circadian rhythm uh, ha- is very intricate and has a different factors and one of the factors that controls it is when we eat our meals yeah uh, because our body just craves consistency and schedule and rhythm right um and so if you're eating right before bed um your your rhythm is going to be way out of out of whack you're not going to get as good as sleep i know for me if i don't eat dinner before oh eight o'clock or something like that my sleep is really bad yeah See, I guess I've just forced my body into it because you right. know, I don't get It's done. just part of your rhythm, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't get done training until, you know, 8 o'clock, 8.30. Right. So I get home, shower, and then I got to eat, and then I got to go to bed. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I eat typically right around 9 o'clock every night. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. Yep. It go right to bed. That's wild. It's just, I couldn't uh, do it, man. It's just what I've done for I mean, yeah, it, and that's probably why it's fine. Your body's adapted to it. Yeah. It could probably be maximized doing something different. But well, it's either that or not eating. It's either that or not eating. You, know? yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. Um, Before we move too far, you know, uh, one thing that I see down there that I didn't think about too much was pre-workout meals. Oh, right. Are you big on that? Right. Do you like to I'm something? not. I, uh, and in, unless it's like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to eat before a workout, it's got to be three to four hours. And right. that's what most recommendations are. You need, if you're going to have a pre-workout meal, it needs to be. Mm-hmm. three to four hours beforehand um yep, yep, just yep. so it can be fully digested and yep. 
and not sitting on top of your stomach. <clears throat> See, that's the hard thing about taking fights because we have the same rules for my fighters. You know, mm-hmm. after after weigh-ins are done, now it's fight day. You don't eat in, unless it's four hours before the fight. That's really? you're you're done eating. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but that's that's hard because. I eat at nine o'clock at night usually, and my fight's not till normally about ten thirty. So Ooh, yeah. I'm starving I'm most of the time, which is good too. You know, a hungry lion's more dangerous than a, than a full lion. That's so true. Maybe there's That's something true. to that. There, there might be something there. <laughs> if you're gonna eat a pre-workout meal, <clears throat> it does need to have a certain. Uh, it's better to have a certain uh, macro profile. So mm. you do want it to be a little bit higher carb. Um, so I think they recommend like a two to one. Uh, like say 40 grams of carbs, 20 grams of protein, something Makes like sense. that. Yeah. Uh, so you can have those extra glycogen stores for your, for your lifting. Uh, but it, for aerobic events, for aerobic, uh, training or something like that, it's a uh, three to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot, you need a lot more carbs for those kinds of, uh, training sessions. Yeah. Um, another important thing for post-workout that I forgot to mention is <clears throat> if, uh, someone in your case that you like to work out in the morning and then you work out again in the evening, mm-hmm. it's super important to be, excuse me, replenishing, uh, all of those stores uh, in between workouts. Yeah. So if you're a, a, a two a day or, or, uh, you know, you, maybe your session's broken in half, definitely important to, uh, to have a meal in between those two. See, I'm going to, I'm at the extremes too. It's, it's five <laughs> Early in the morning, in the morning. <laughs> and then it's late, late at night, yeah. you know, yeah. got to make That's a living hard. in between all that. That's hard. So when I look at all of these meal timing, uh, discussions and and all the things that you can do to maximize uh your efforts in the gym and in your uh, aesthetic uh muscle growth aerobic performance type goals mm-hmm. um it really i like i like to ask myself a couple different questions and so uh and this is like a hierarchy of importance so the most important thing is how much are you eating how many calories are you eating uh, we don't need to be worrying about meal timing until we know exactly how many calories we're right, eating right. and then you ask yourself uh, how are you eating? Um, mm-hmm. so, um, look at your, ch- uh, look at your behaviors around how you're choosing to eat. Um, are you binging? Are you restricting or how, or, you know, uh, evaluate your behaviors around it. Um, and then look at what are you eating? So like food quality, mm-hmm. are you, um, are you eating whole natural protein, whole natural foods and vegetables, or is all of your protein coming from supplements and bars and shakes and all that fun yeah. stuff? Um, <laughs> and then, if you're doing those three things consistently, if you're eating the right amount of calories, if you're eating uh, the right amount of foods, the right amount of macros, um, then you can sit down and you can think about, okay, I think this will work better if I eat this meal at this time. Yeah. And if I eat this meal at this time, and if I bring this shake with me to eat after this workout, like that's such a tiny rock that you can move in your journey. Um, but uh, at the same time, it could make a big difference if it's something that you pay attention to. Well, it's just hitting the next level. Right. Exactly. You know, it's like, okay, I've got this mastered. What's next. Right. You know, and there's, and that's, what's great about health, wellness and exercise. There's always a next level. It's true. It's never ending. Yeah. You know, and that's what's, that's what's fun about it. And that's why you can never master it really. Right. That's true. I was just having a a conversation with a client, uh, at 11 o'clock today. Um, she's, she's reached a, a level of leanness where, I mean, we're really looking at just like, tiny little areas that mm-hmm. we need to, uh, we need to, she wants to lose a little bit of fat here or she wants to lose this extra little pooch or whatever. Sure. And, but she, I mean, she looks awesome. And so like literally I had to tell her, I was like, you've gotten the, the way you've gotten here. It was, it was at this level of effort. Mm-hmm. And 
If you want to worry about those tiny little fat stores and you want to reach that next level of yep. leanness, we're going to have to take a step up and we're going to have to get, it's just another level of commitment where it requires more tracking, more factors like nutrient timing, um, you know, stuff like that. Sure. And it's just part of it. There's just, there's levels and there's nothing to say you have to take steps to next levels. I mean, like, uh, like our friend Adam, he, yeah, yeah. he, he, he's content being at a lower level. I mean, and I'm not meaning that in a bad way, but he's just happy there. He's, it's, he's it's perfect for longevity. Yeah. He's healthy. He feels great. Right. Um, well not these days. He's, he's, his workouts have been interrupted a little bit. But, I know it. Um, anyways, so totally on top. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, for the average person, I know we've talked about this before, but it's just the energy equation, the law of energy equation. It's just right. what you put in versus what you push out. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's so funny how we complicate that and we make that more than it really is. Yeah, it's true. But, but at the end of the day, if, if, if you burn more than you intake, you'll start losing body mass. Yeah. You yeah. Know? When I, when I think about the concept of nutrient timing, uh, you know, my, my mind automatically as I, as I transition to, uh, faith is, uh, God's timing. Mm. Um, and I, it's really cool that, it, that this happened on this day. Cause I had a pretty cool revelation yesterday. Um, for those of you who don't know, we've announced it on social media and stuff like that, but my, my wife is pregnant <clears throat> and, uh, I've actually announced this on a podcast beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> and then I told my wife, she was like, Oh, we're not telling the public yet. I was like, Ooh. So I had to delete that out. Um, but anyways, uh, my wife and I have, uh, attempted to be pre- to get pregnant for 11 years now. And we, uh, the one daughter that I talk about all the time, Presley was, uh, birthed through, um, infertility process a Mm -hmm. very expensive infertility process um and other than that we've been told um i mean we have unexplained infertility and this whole time we were just thinking something was wrong with this like uh there was you know some some sort of physiological issue that one of us had uh we just didn't know about it we couldn't figure it out and we were just like okay it's never going to happen again and then um like 12 weeks ago 13 weeks ago we found out we're pregnant. Kind of after you stopped trying. That was the interesting I mean, part kind about of, it, yeah, too. Because, kind of. I mean, y'all, y'all went through it again. Right, right. Yeah, we had some failed rounds. And some failed rounds. And then I remember talking with you about uh-huh. it. And you're like, oh, well, I guess we're we're at where we are. Yeah, if it happens, it happens. And then it wasn't yeah. like, but three weeks later, you came and told me that you guys were pregnant. I know. Again. After 11 years of unsuccessful attempts, like. That's so cool. And like, there's, there's no science that can tell me that that's anything but God's timing in my mind. Like it, and, and it will be revealed to us at, at, at some point in our life, we'll look back and say, that's why God wait, made us wait for until, uh, October of 2023 to have that baby, because this event was going to line up with this event. And, you know, you just, you can, I love looking back at my life and seeing how God has orchestrated different things to make just such cool things happen. Like. I look even to how I got the job here and the tiny little decisions that had to be made to, uh, to end up here to meet this person because I ran into this person and there's yeah. just all these different connections and, uh, you just, you can't tell me that this stuff is random. I mean, uh, it's just so cool. And, uh, one of my favorite verses to talk about God's timing, um, and just putting your hope and trust in God is, um, uh, it's, it's one of the most quoted uh, Bible verses, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and hope. Then you will call upon me and, I'll, and come to pray me, pray to me, and I will hear you. Um, and that's that's exactly what we did uh, through our infertility issues. It made us lean into God and put our trust and hope in Him and not into science, not into physiology, not into uh, putting her feet behind beh- beh- above her head for mm-hmm. an hour after you know stuff yeah. like that <laughs> and we we had to put our our all of our hope and trust in jesus to let that happen and and uh he blessed us in that and so y'all keep praying uh for a continued uh healthy pregnancy from a wife and so happy for you guys for all the the changes that are going to be happening in our world going from one to two kids but man, so oh, so stoked i'm i'm super excited for you in that next chapter though yeah for sure yeah man. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be so fun and exhausting, and that's why I built a home gym. And two girls, right? Two girls, yeah, yep, two girls, house full of women. Oh, Daddy Joe, girl dad, <laughs> hashtag girl dad for life. That's cool. That's cool. Well, you got right. practice. You're good. Yeah, I'm not as nervous. I'm. Not, I feel good. I feel ready. No. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining in. Uh, listen to us talk about some meal timing stuff. And we hope that you learn something and you come back next week and share, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. All right. We love you guys. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Goodbye. Much love. Thanks for listening to the progressive overload podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.